a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. This is the Unadilla wrap-up, still just cleaning out mud from my gear bag. Uh, from the weekend. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making this thing happen. 2019 stuff is out now. The new and revised F2 helmet's pretty sweet. Uh, got a better mouth guard on it. A little more room for you there. Some vents added. Really looking good. I uh, love that helmet. And uh, new styles, of course, uh, across the line. All of their lines. And uh, flyracing.com if you want to see that or uh, or anything else they got going on. Uh, thanks to those guys as well for making it happen. Also, to Max's Tires. Uh, to learn more about the new MXST tire, go to Maxxis.com. Uh, whether uh, it's your car, your light truck, your trailer, your ATV, mountain bike, and much, much more, Maxxis Tires will let you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat the competition any terrain or conditions. Just ask McGrath. He'll tell you. And also, too, thanks to the folks at Alpine Stars. Alpine Stars protects, whether it's a Tech 10 boot, it is the benchmark boot in moto. Or the A4 chest protector, uh, which is it's a, Alpine Stars Protects, is a fundamental statement for the company responsible for the continued progression of cutting-edge tech and industry-leading safety in motorsport protection equipment. You know the name of Alpine Stars. I don't have to tell you much more about it. And uh, we thank those companies for coming on board. And uh, we're going to talk about Unadilla and all that happened there in uh, in New York, as well as... Team USA, Team Puerto Rico announced for the Motocross the Nations. Talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, also, too, hey, people, you want to get some RacerX merch? Uh, 20% off, basically. If you go to racerxbrand.com, use the coupon code PULPMX. You should get 20% off your entire order. They have everything from T-shirts and hats to bottle openers and backpacks. Go check it out. Get yourself some gear. School is coming soon, so you can suit yourself up with some racerxbrand.com. Use the code PULPMX to save uh, with those guys. All right, uh, with me on the line to discuss Unadilla and more. Uh, first up, from Fly Racing himself, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? How are you? Not too much. I'm uh, happy to say I wasn't at Unadilla, although it is one of the most you know historic races we have. It's difficult to get to. You know, I live in the. I don't want to say I don't know if it's Pacific Northwest or I'm in the Mountain Time Zone. Let's say that, and it's it's just difficult to get there and get back and all that um i did enjoy watching it on uh on Matt tv and nbc sports though that gold app is is awesome you know what it wasn't uh it wasn't that bad to be there right it rained in the morning it wasn't a heavy rain i just had a hoodie on and it stopped halfway through the day and it actually got sunny out so despite the track looking like a, a disaster for the first motos it really wasn't that bad to be there you know it wasn't like just a, a monsoon like in years past so 
It was actually. Yeah, I guess a, it's just the it's the most inconvenient one to get to for the industry. I guess yeah. that, that's more what I was, the, the rain you can't control. Right. It could rain at the you know the best national of the year, but Unadilla just has that stigma about it where people always have flight problems and it's far and whatever. So. It's, uh, it's it's weird because it was it was never a track that I wanted to ride or I never rode very well, um, but yeah, it just has that man. It's tough to get here feeling every time you show up there. We um, uh, I talked about the nineteen gear off the top of the show. How's it going? Uh, how's it, how's it happening? What's what's been what's been the buzz? How's the palm tree gear going, bro? <laughs> it's actually been pretty good. Um, overall, it's been great. I I think reception has been really strong and. You know, we've been selling stuff, or our reps have been selling to dealers, you know, since June. So uh, the customers are actually getting to receive it. And, you know, we've been, uh, the guys in the warehouse have been busting their butt to get it to dealers. So it's a huge machine. And it's not just us, it's every gear manufacturer. But from, you know, the design team to sales team to the warehouse delivering it to the dealers, selling it to customers, and then, you know, all of our loyal customers out there wearing it on race day. Uh, there's a lot of steps in the process. So we're still kind of getting through that right now. And, you know, I, I think the most fun for me is when I get out to a ride day in the next month or two and get to see all those people wearing it because it's that's kind of the final step of the process. So that's kind of still to come. Well, can we get the warehouse people on uh, shipping me up a brand new F2, please? Uh, I think we I can. Mean, we actually are. I, we're trying to. Honestly, the dealer orders go out first. So oh, ridiculous! That all. Yeah, I, I I hear you, but it's that's dealer loyalty. That's how we roll. Well, that's fine. You're gonna roll and seeing me in an old F2. Here, you will get one. Just calm down. Uh, also on the line, the voice of uh, the two the 250 and 450 class at the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. He's Jason Wygant. Yeah. Up, I, have, uh, I have uh, two F2 helmets from previous years, yep. and uh, I still haven't used my second one because, I mean, why am I going to, until I use the first one, you know, I'm going to hold on to it. You know, right. we'll have a big right. crash. Yep. So uh, I will ask you in about three years maybe for a new one, JT. I'll be ready. So make sure the dealers <laughs> are ready to hook me up then. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. Just... I'm not buying a new, getting a new helmet. Sorry, not buying. I'm not even getting a new helmet for free, even just because it's a new year. <laughs> like, come on, that's just, a waste of product. Just in case folks are wondering how Wygant thinks. He really does think this way. He could get a free one, but he, there is no use for him. So Yeah, you remember uh, when I was wearing that mountain bike jersey that was from 2001? Yeah. And JT was, like, furious that I hadn't asked why. And I'm like, you don't need to give me mountain bike gear. Stop it. Yeah, yeah, you had a GNCC. <laughs> yeah. Mountain bike yes. jersey. Yes. It was, I don't think it was actually mountain bike jersey. It was like what the track crew wore riding bikes, <laughs> dirt bikes. Yeah. Um, I, think Weege, I think Weege underestimates his uh, star power sometimes. He's literally the voice of motorcycling these days. Wow. Well, my, my, my voice is Ralph, but okay. All right. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Fair enough. Um, we beat in the middle, man. We did it. Yeah. You know, if uh, people watched on NBCSN on Saturday night, we finished our 250 class moto and rolled right into American Flat Track from Sturgis with both Ralph and I in the control tower. Wow, you oh, are yeah. gonna you are gonna be hanging with Costas before not too long, like with that kind of coverage on NBCSN. There, were, I think there was a well, a Saturday this year where I had three shows in a row. There was GNCC Nationals and Flat Track, three shows in a row. Nice. I'm looking for the Ted Danson deal. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, yeah. Watch uh, out, Tariq will be coming after you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, let's let's get started. I guess uh, 
um, something that's cool that we didn't we didn't talk about before we hit record. Uh, the Friday before the Monster Cup, we are uh, having a Racer X Pulp MX live podcast show Friday at a place uh, called the Space LV. It's about five minutes off the strip over by the Rio. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, Friday night before the Monster Cup. Get your tickets at thespacelv.com. And uh, we're basically going to take this show and a little bit of Pulp MX show and uh, do it live. We'll do it live. So, uh, looking forward to that. So, yeah, everybody, thanks uh, thanks for the support over the years. And, and come see us in person. And come hang out. should be fun. Yeah. So. That's that's an idea we probably should have done five years ago. Yeah, really. Like, really. I'm really pumped on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, I'm yep. excited. So, uh, yeah, more details. And I put the poster on my Instagram, and we'll blast it out here shortly. But if you're in town for AIM Expo or, uh, or the uh, Monster Cup, then uh, come on down. So. Um, all right, and also too, uh, maybe at the end we'll I'll pre uh, I'll talk a little bit about the upcoming vlog that I have coming out with a certain Monster Energy Pro Circuit rider, hopefully soon. So, Marty? Uh, no, nope, not Marty. Oh, not Marty. Not okay. Marty. No, no. Um, all right. So it was muddy again. It was not as muddy as last year, but it was pretty bad. And hey, is it just me, JT, or are the riders? In 2017 and 2018 and maybe 2017, these guys stopped for goggles now. No one stopped for goggles back in the day. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's I'm okay with it. I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that the, the norm for stopping for goggles is, an odd, is a newer trend. Yeah, I think it's a calculated risk, and I think it also depends on what kind of mud it is, and I think there are factors that go into it, but... The simple thing is with with the rocks and the kind of soil that's going on at Unadilla, if you can't see and you have to pull your goggles off, you better get no goggles because you're going to regret it. You're going to end up like Cooper Webb did with a rock in the face and DNFing or worse. You know, things could go a lot worse than that as well. Uh, So, yeah, I don't don't think it's the new trend that they're always going to stop in the mud, but I think at a track like Unadilla, it's very smart to do that. And honestly, it's faster. You're going to go be able to go a lot faster with your goggles and good vision well, than you are with no goggles or not being able to see very well in your old goggles. Tomac in the first moto, I mean, that helped him a ton. He was yeah, on it when yeah. he when he got new goggles. Like, it was like a new guy, you know, and he, and he quickly zipped to the front. So, yeah, I just, I, I think years ago, you know, my mechanicing days, I don't think anybody stopped for goggles. It, it had to be pretty bad for you to stop for goggles. And it seems like now it was just like a regular thing, like everyone was pulling in for goggles. So, well, yeah. there's one other factor to this, too, and it's you only stop for goggles when it's, when it's not raining. So I don't think we have a lot of mud races where it's really muddy, but it's not raining anymore. So in the rain, it really doesn't do you any good to stop because within a lap, the water gets behind your tear-offs or roll-offs or whatever, or you pull them all or whatever. It's pretty useless to stop and get goggles. You might as well just pull your goggles and ride in the rain. Uh, but in these unique conditions where it rained a lot, then got sunny, and the, the damage was done, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to stop for goggles. So I think that was a, a big factor involved, too. We don't see that very often, though. Um, Weege, Marvin Muscan looked very motivated uh, for the French Federation, if they're listening. He looked motivated this weekend. Uh, I thought I thought Tomac was going to get him in that second moto, and he got to, like, I think it was a couple seconds. And then Marv just just slowly pulled away, just you know, rode great and 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 pulled away. Yeah, 
Tomac was better in the first moto, mm-hmm. uh, and Marv was just better in the second moto. He was. Uh, and then the track was totally different in the two motos. You know, one was a wet track, and one was that tacky, sticky, rutted uh, deal. And uh, I think it actually was a bit, you know, Tomac in the, um, his interview on TV at the end, he kind of alluded to, I think he was really hanging it out, actually, in the first moto. But I think he just, for one of the first times this year, I think decided to have mm-hmm. discretion be the better part of Valor, not try to put him one of those hero rides, and just settle for the even score on points uh, for the day. Because I was surprised, too. I mean, they started close to each other. And Tomac ate those guys up in the first moto. I know Marvin... By the time Tomac got to him, I think Marvin's roll-offs had broken and his goggles were toast and he probably couldn't see very well. But you could visibly see how much faster Tomac was in the first moto than everybody. But moto two was flipped. So just shows how different types of mud results in two different completely types of rides uh, from the two guys. And this just in, uh, starts are really important at Unadilla. Well, <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, we saw that in the 250s, which you hit on earlier with some guys leading a lot of laps, but... Dude, Eli got the typical bad Eli start in the first moto. Yeah, and he won. Yeah, <laughs> so, but he, he, uh, that's, he, that's Eli. That's Eli. Like, yeah, and and you know, but everybody else. I mean, there were some guys that came from from the back to the front. You know, here in the Alex Martin in the first moto, and different guys fell. But I don't know. It sure was a big help when you uh, when you start up front, obviously in the mud. What I thought was fun to watch was the first lap, maybe lap and a half. I mean, dudes were just bonsaiing. Like, to try to make, you know, if you were in fourth, to try to get to the lead, I, it was just, there was zero patience. Because everybody knew, like, if you could just be in the lead. Yeah. So, uh, I think Ferrandis tried some crazy moves early in both to try to make immediate passes. Just zero patience, because exactly. Like, you know the difference between being roosted out and, and being ahead of everybody. Dylan Merriam, everybody. Dylan yeah. Merriam. Nice yeah. work. Unbelievable. Nice work by him. <laughs> Uh, did he leave a whole lap? Did he leave no, a lap? No, he. I he thought did. he did, but it says no. It says he didn't. Oh, um, I thought Are he you did. Sure? Yeah, and there's nothing on the lap slide because I was writing my column and I was gonna. Oh. I was gonna put that, but no, no, no lap sled. Um, yeah, good job for him. It uh, it was interesting to see the the different strategies and and. I was getting some people tweeting me about these guys cutting the track, and I'm like, come on, they all are. Everyone's looking for somewhere to go. Somewhere different to go. Yeah, it was it was going on everywhere out there for sure. Um, well, Marv's move for the lead, I mean, that was like the first lap and he cut the track. So that looked bad at first, but then I think the realization sunk in that everyone was cutting the yeah. track everywhere all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. They took out the gravity cavity. Or, I mean, sorry, screw you. Um, yep. I'm okay with that. You guys okay with that? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think you need it. Yeah, anyone who's yeah. been there in person, JT, you've ridden it like – I can't imagine what that's like in the mud. It's well, so you just got to make smart decisions, right? It, it would have been it would have been such a quagmire. You would have had half the field there stuck at the bottom on the first lap because you just you can't climb that hill. It's down to the bedrock and it's super icy with no momentum. It would have been a mess. I mean, the, the whole race would have come down to whether you could climb that hill or not. And on yeah. the first lap, half the field wouldn't have made it. It would have right. been so bad. They, they made a really good decision there. Dude, uh, we'll talk about Filthy Phil in a second because he's awesome and he got third. But Caleb Russell, Caleb Russell, qualified 12th, probably would have got on the podium. You know what? I forgot that he fell late in Moto 1 to drop from 4th to 6th. He was 4th for a long time. And uh, and then he, I remember he 
I forgot that he fell, but even still, uh, he got a great start in the second moto, and we saw what happened with Barsha, and he went down later in DNF, but, I mean, <laughs> Caleb Russell could have made the podium. Uh, phenomenal. Great work by him. Um, obviously, it helped that he was muddy. I mean, he even told me in our post-race, he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm, you know, a third or fourth place, fifth place guy or whatever, you know, but he's like, I think I can get near the top ten. But, uh, Weege, he was good. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, GNCC. That's us. Yeah. We GNCC guys, that's what we do. So I'm glad that we performed. I, dude, I think he was so nervous all weekend. Like, I, I think his number one goal was to be super low profile. I mean, he hadn't even raced in a motocross race, he said, since 2008. So I know he's been doing tons of motos down in Alton's, but uh, I don't know how in the hell did he get a good start in that second moto. I mean, think of how many starts with a full gate everyone else on that line has done in their lives. And he has not gone off a full gate moto start in 10 years. So he was probably, I think he said he was in the B class. Yeah. Uh, at like some rando Steel City race. And somebody got a good start. Yeah, that was, so anyway, he was trying to diminish bike, the expectations. What's that? Taxi hmm? bike on the start helps a lot. Yeah, I suppose. But I, yeah, that's a good point. That is a fair point. But I, I just I just thought no matter what, his starts were going to be bad. But anyway, I think he was really trying to take the pressure off and not say anything and not make any expectations. I think he was super nervous. But then everybody was coming up to him in practice. Like, I was talking to him before they went out, and then Roxham walks up. He's like, oh, man, if it rains, we're going to be following you, bud. <laughs> so I think that only ramped it up. Yeah. And he told me, like, they do – if it starts raining in Florida at Alden's when they're doing a moto, they still have to finish the moto. And he's like, I'm closer to them in the rain, but Marv is still faster than me even in the rain. Like, I'm not going to win. Like, people think, like, oh, he's so good in the mud. It's better for him. Uh, so I don't think he would have even expected to do this well, even in these conditions. Like, I didn't yeah. expect him to do that well. Like, he could have gotten a podium in that moto. That was crazy. Uh, even in the mud, I didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, he probably would have. He ran fourth in the moto, you know, in, in the moto one forever. And he got in a good start. That was half the battle. Like, uh, yeah, he very easily could have made the podium. For you know, the first moto though, it's hard to say though because it literally became like NASCAR style cycling through the pit stops of who was actually in yeah, what position. It was, like Phil went backwards just because he pitted earlier, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. He and then yeah. he and then he said he came up on Bloss and Bloss had no goggles on, so he moved over and roosted the shit out of him. No. Yeah, on purpose. He said, "Yeah." Oh, Phil did. Yeah, Phil did. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I didn't think Caleb would do that. No, All right, no. Phil, yeah. yeah, Phil did. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, but uh, you know what? I was actually. Weech, how big of a lead does he have in GNCC series? Roughly. Uh, I was li- really scared because when he um, did you see that crash? That yeah. He had at the end of the second moto. Yeah. Like that's the highest speed section of the track, and he gets up holding his arm, arm, elbow, and yeah. elbow. But you never know. You're holding your elbow to support your shoulder, or what? Um, no, it's it's a basically about one race, and there's four to go. Yeah. So um, he, he does not have the title wrapped up he, at all. And <laughs> he said afterwards uh, um, that he may not race Buds, depending on his arm was all scraped up and bruised. So oh. he's like, I, I, if I'm at Buds, we'll see. Like the, the, either either the, the injury might be bad enough, or his bosses might be like, that's it, you're you're done or whatever. So I don't think it's a for sure thing he's going to Buds. Mm. But uh, that was a real yeah. tragedy of it because. Uh, I, if he really was hurt, and at first I thought he was, like seriously something was broken, I'm like, not only will he never be allowed to race one of these again, but no one else will ever be allowed to race one no, again. No. And then we'll never know because <laughs> the only result we'll ever have is a mud race, which you'd be like, well, of course he's better in the mud yeah. race. So 
it would have been all wasted effort. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was cool. It, it, don't you think, Weege, it added a little buzz to the race? Like, 100%. Like, yeah, it did, and I, like I said, I think his goal was to not add buzz because I don't. I think he wanted to go low profile because he had no clue how he would do. But look, well, it's late in the year; we don't have a lot of new news, and he is on one of the premier teams. So, did you like it or not? It did. Did you pick him in Pulp Mix Fantasy? Me? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't pick him. Oh. Nor did I pick anyone else. JT, you did not pick him, right? No, I picked him absolutely. Oh, okay, all right. So I, thought, I think one of yeah. us didn't pick him, but um, so how did it work out? No, was it a good pick? At the highest picture in the history of the game, he, he everybody picked him. Yeah, yeah. So seventy seriously, seventy three percent of our of our users picked him because of the rain or the handicap or what. And I bet you ten percent of the users don't even play anymore. You know what I mean? They've given up. Uh, you know, halfway through the year. Yeah, or combo something. both. Combo you know? both, Weege. Because you you have all the way up to moto time to pick, so everyone knew it was going to be mud by then. So I got you. Um, no, that was cool. I hope he comes right back at Buds. It was it was cool to see and. I didn't even realize this, Weech, but he races a 350. I don't know if you knew that, but I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and actually last year he was riding a 250 a lot. Yeah, that I, I didn't know any of this. I thought they were... Yeah, he's always been a 350 guy. And then last year, it's like, you know how these four-strokes are. You know, you every, say, four or five years, they get maybe, what, maybe 10% faster? So where he needed even a 350, say six years ago, now the 250 is almost where the 350 was. Yeah. And a 450 in the woods is totally not necessary. So. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. So 17 points for Tomac, right? Is that what it is? I don't have the points in front of me, but 15. 15? Yeah, still 15. Okay, we like we like him to take it home. Four motos left. Yeah. I think you. I think you have to, right? I yeah. mean, he's, yeah. he has been the best rider in the series, and you're spotting him 15 points. Yeah. You know, so sure. Um, so it is it- shocking, though, to know that it's. I mean, he's been the best guy, like JT said, like consistently, and the ride's been so good. It's it's hard to imagine that it's definitely not on ice, though, for sure. How about like, how about the Marvin fact- can still win? He can do it. How about, the, how about realistically? The- re- realistically, this should be this should be 37, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yep. How if Marv pulls this thing off? How dumb is the team France going to feel? They left the AMA 450 MX champion <laughs> off their motocross nations team. I mean, good you God! Do you think they'll ever admit? Do you think they would ever admit a mistake? Oh hell no! Yeah. Yeah. What I cannot. They won't think they're dumb. Marv handled it classy. I asked them at the press conference, and I asked them after that even for a one-on-one, and and he put out his statement, and but holy smokes, guys! If you're one of the French guys that didn't pick Marv, like there better be some sort of thing that we don't know about. Like, you know, I don't know, like Marv banged the French president's wife back in the day. I don't know. Something personal. Because there's no way on, you know, on attrition or on a, yeah, I guess attrition or whatever, you, you would leave Marv off the team. That's, that's insane to me, why get? Absolutely. The French team manager came to Redbud, and Marvin won the race at Redbud and left as the points leader. Now, yes, he then lost the points lead, but, I mean, you're picking 99.9th percentile at this point. Like, he won the race at the track where they're going to hold it. I don't believe that either Fever or Paulin have ever even raced Redbud, right? Oh, it's, it's amazing. No, it's I don't amazing. think so. And here's, to me, you know what the real kick to the nuts is? They did pick Ferrandis. 
So you can't even say, you know what, they just don't pick the guys that are from the United States. So they, they just don't do it. Yeah. And they have a grudge. Yeah, or, yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. We're nope. picking another American-based French guy, just not you. I mean, Marv has bowed out of riding before for the team, but still. But they also didn't pick him, too. They've also, like, passed over yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. before. Yeah, I, I really but think also he was on the to, team in fifteen. So they sometimes yeah, do pick. He him. killed it. Yep. Yeah, he killed yes. it. I think yes. I think the main the main holdup what I see. So it sounded like Paul N was on the team no matter what, uh, just out of respect and you know I guess, I guess kind of being grandfathered in. He's just kind of the captain of the team. But I think, and I don't have any any evidence to back this up. It's just my my opinion of what kind of how I saw this unfold. You know, France is very unique in how they go about this. It's a very team effort. Probably the most team, and I'm using team in air quotes, which no one can see. It's great, great radio. Uh, but they have their team training. They're all coordinated. They they spend time together at these camps. I don't think that Marvin was going to do any of that. And even in their video, Ferrandis is there. He's in, in France for this, this video and training and whatever. I don't think that Marvin had any interest or the time to be there. And I think that was a pretty big factor in in him not being chosen. Um, you know, Alden's program's pretty tight. They're very limited on time that he's allowed to be kind of away from the program. And I don't think that was in the cards. I think that played a pretty big factor, and, and that could be completely wrong. But I think when the French director came over and they had a conversation, I think he realized that Marv was basically just going to show up at the race and be part of Team France and then go home. And I don't think that's necessarily what they wanted out of their team. Ridiculous. Um, do you, do you so, think there's any merit to that? I try, um, I yeah, maybe. That. maybe. I mean, I, why would Ferrandis, though, um, before the designations, after the U.S. season, there's about a month, Ferrandis is going to pack up and go to France for no, a couple weeks? Ferrandis was in France for these videos and training. Like, he went back over to be a part of this, like, I don't see Marvin doing that, is what I'm saying. You mean for... Ferrandis was already there to film the video, the you know, all this stuff. Like in the Team France uh, livery and you know, all this stuff. I, I just don't think that Marvin's schedule was he going must to have, allow that. He must have filmed it before he was named then because he told me he didn't know that he was on the team until oh, yeah. eight minutes. No, no, he's in... He is in the video. Okay. Go watch the, he, the French introduction video. He's in he, the video. He told me he didn't know until eight minutes before the press release came out that he was on the team. So, well, I'm just so, telling you, I watched the so video. They, just, and, they, and they, they flew him over there. Role. They flew him over there to record a promo video in case he gets picked. Jeez. I, I, I mean, just you know. think there may be some d- different information there. And so if Marv, I, you're absolutely right, JT, because I did a Racer X feature on, on the team in France and how they have success. And you are right about that. They get together, they ride, they, they simulate the race a couple times, you know, the, the times of the yep. race and everything. But. So Marv is supposed to fly back to France in between that month and go train ca- training camp with these guys and, and also have jet lag and, and get out of sorts and everything else just to turn around and come back to America? Like that's, that's No, it's crazy. It's crazy talk. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how that would – anyways. Yeah, you, you trust in the fact that you have the best French rider on earth on the team that's battling for wins in the USA. He won the national. He won the damn national at that track this year. And you just trust the fact that he's going to be ready. I I, I agree with you. I just, it's yeah. ridiculous. I just yeah. think that's what it came down to. Uh, I was in the uh, JGR truck in the morning talking to uh, a suspension guy over there, Wygant, that you know well. Mm. And uh, Phil Nicoletti's name came up. 
And uh, this, this suspension man had been keeping track of Phil's scores since departing the team. Um, and uh, his scores were actually, his average score was actually better on JGR than it was on the new team. And he wanted me to make sure I pointed that out. Um, uh, but this was before. Is that possibly because at Redbud, when Phil got fifth overall, you basically went by the truck with like a Skyrider? Saying suck at JGR, Phil did better than he did than any of your guys today. Is that why? No, they were actually. I didn't go by the truck. They were walking out of the pits. The whole team was. And then I oh, said, and "Oh then, no!" And, and I said, "Good job." Suck it. Is that what you no? Did? I said, "Good job on Phil, guys." And then I said, "Oh wait, never mind. He left your team." That's what I said. I believe you pointed out that he beat all the JGR guys at Redbud. I think that I, was I, a I might key have. point. I might have. Yes. But anyway, so, so I think uh, that might have led to the statistical record keeping. Right. You motivated them. <laughs> well, I'm glad I did. But however. Yeah. Uh, if we check those stats now, uh, Phil will have vaulted past his JGR finishes. Phil Nicoletti in front of his hometown fans, his dad, and everything else goes three five for third overall. Ah, sometimes even the grouchy bastards have things go their way. Why can't? Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, we're all biased. I think we're all Phil fans. Obviously, I mean, it's fun to make fun of Phil as if we're not, but we we are. Because he's an awesome guy to talk to, and even though we make fun of the grumpiness, actually, the thing I like about Phil is it is grumpiness, but it's actually unfiltered information, which is refreshing. I mean, Phil is Phil. If you're asking the riders to keep it real and show their real personality, like, my God, are you getting that? So I think that's why all of us in the pits gravitate toward Phil, even I think the riders. Yeah. uh, Everybody likes him, so um, so it's awesome. He was... was a little emotional talking about doing in front of his old man. He said, "You know, nice. Unadilla, like yeah, that's cool. Nice. It's uh, yeah. it's really neat to see that." And you know, I'm as cynical as the next guy, uh, or maybe more cynical. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably actually I am. Yeah, Ask the JGR suspension guy. I right, think, right. If you're more cynical than that, yeah, yeah, I, I think I am. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was cool to see, man. Good job for Phil. Good job for the Rockstar Husky team and and everything else. He rode well. He he dumped it uh, on the last turn before gravity cavity in the second moto. And Webb got oh. him. Webb got him back, and uh, oh. yeah, he 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 had a two point cushion on um, a three point cushion on Barsha for the overall. So um, my fear was that he wasn't going to finish it off. Like he he rode so well in the first moto, then he led a bit and all that, and you just wanted to see justice served. Like you're like, okay, he's a podium guy today. Like just get on yeah. the podium. Don't yeah. have the bike blow up he, or some or goggle problems late in the race and ruin it all. He had a five and a half second lead in moto two. For a little for for a lap or two, yes. because someone yes. in second went down or they made a mistake. I don't remember, but he had a five and a half second lead there for a bit. So filthy Phil. Um, that's great. Yeah, it's good. Huh, huh, JT? It's good to see. Yeah, it's awesome. I you know guys like Phil. He's a great rider. He's a I think a solid top ten outdoor rider most of the time. But podiums overall don't come along very often, and. Let's be real with the field that he's up against. He needs things to go his way. You know, he needs Ken Roxon to have a bad day or whatever. He's going to need a little help, but you've also got to help yourself, and you've also got to ride as good as you possibly can when the opportunity arises, and he did it. I mean, he he did it. There's nothing you can take away from that ride. He he absolutely earned it. Uh, Did JT see Barsha flip off his teammate? (laughs) I did. Wow. I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's not surprising, but yeah. Yeah. I guess he thought Webb was cutting across the track or something a few turns before that, right? I, I, I assume. Yeah, I think Webb. 
Webb kind of jumped out of his line to, to yeah. get into another line to block Barsha. And, yeah, Barsha obviously not scared to share his uh, piece of his mind with anyone at any no, time. No, Good times, huh, I guess. With Yamaha. Yeah, yeah, I know they had their little run in uh, earlier in the year in Supercross into Anaheim, and you know I think they're just fiery guys. Like it, I think with them it doesn't. The expectation would be like, what's life going to be like in the truck now? If they got bad blood, but I think they're just angry on the track. I don't think the bad blood lasts forever. Like right. next weekend they'll probably be fine. They're just in the heat of battle. They're both similar personalities, mm-hmm. and. uh it really shows, by the way, how skilled these guys are. So the track is muddy and rutted, and you're jumping into gravity cavity, and Barsha's able to do that and f- and accurately flip someone off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, right. and pass you while he's flipping um, you off. Barsha deserved better. He rode really well. He qualified fastest, and both motos he showed good speed. Uh, just crashed early in both motos, I think. So, yeah. It, uh, yeah, he was down in the first turn. He was straight up last in yeah. the first moto and got to eighth. Yep. So he, in, in those conditions. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he rode well. He deserved better. Uh, Baggett was consistent. Bloss was consistent. Kenny, Kenny was consistent too. I was a little surprised uh, to not see Roxon do better, JT, uh, because he's pulled starts, and we need you need starts in the mud, and he's European, so you know he can ride mud well. Um, yeah, just an off day for Kenny. Seven seven. Yeah, you wonder if you know he just didn't didn't feel comfortable or. If the the previous injury played a role, you know, if, if his arm strength, because in the mud, for those who haven't raced a lot in the mud or, or done it for 35 minutes at a time, every ounce of your body is aching at the end of a 35 minute moto in the mud because you're you're using every muscle you have to hold onto the bike and balance and you know pick the bike up if you fall and there's just so many things going on. Uh, some of the most tired I've ever been muscle wise is in the mud, like by far. So you just wonder if that played a role at all. Um, I, I don't know. That's just speculation. But he certainly didn't seem like his normal self. And, and we've seen him ride well in the mud before. So there was definitely something going on there. Well, he was saying to me after the race there was no mud races in 2016. He hasn't ridden mud no, much. I, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm like specifically that year. I just, yeah. I've just i seen him ride the, the mud decently before in 7-7. Seven, seven, Crawfordsville. In the field, can, you know, the field status that we have right now, he's he's better than that, whether it's dry or muddy. Yeah, Crawfordsville on the KTM was muddy. That was a long time ago. I think he won. I don't know. Yep. Um, anyways, uh, JT, why didn't we pick T- Tomita in Pulp Max Fantasy? Like 10th overall. I don't know. Every yeah, Japanese Japan, rider in history is good in the mud. Yeah, Japan and mud go together like uh, Mathis and Bassett's, but I don't know. Silly. Silly. To not pick him, I I looked at his handicap and it just wasn't big enough for me. Yeah, we should have. But, but looking back on it, him. yeah. Uh, Cody Cooper, twelfth. Uh, good job, Jeremy Hand. Weege, eleventh overall for Jeremy Hand. Nice work. Hand. Yeah, give him a hand for that. Um, yeah, I was talking to him and his dad uh, before practice, and they said that uh, he'll be racing in the same class as his cousin next week. They'll both be racing head to head at Bud's Creek, and they were asking me if the graphics on TV would actually have a first initial. Would they have a J hand uh, for him? And I said, well, that's a good question. I said, uh, well, at one point we had an A Martin and a, and a um, J Martin battling, but I don't know if we used an initial. And then a guy next to him goes, uh, there's another Martin, and it was Van Martin standing next to him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, are you V Martin on the results on the top of the screen on TV? And he's like, I don't know if I'm V Martin. So I don't know if it's J Hand. I don't know if it's A Martin. Or there's just a bunch of dudes with the same last name all in the same race. I don't know. 
Good job. So anyway, there's a hand-cousin grudge race coming in the 250 class next week. It's coming. Cousin grudge race. Now, one of them is David Hand's kid? This one is not. This is David Hand's brother's kid. Okay. And David Hand's kid, I believe, is... I think he raced fourth. Oh, no, no, you're correct. Yeah, the, Jeremy in the 450 class is David Hand's son. David's brother... His son was racing the 250s. Okay, because I remember David Hand yes. racing back in the day. Yeah, yeah, national number for a little while yeah. out of Ohio. Right. Yep. yep. Um, Chris Canning, he's upset he's not on a on a Privateer Island podcast. Get him, bro. Why not? Yeah, sure. I don't know. His mechanics like, hey, tell Mathis. He wants to be on his show. He wants to be on his privateer podcast. And I'm like, okay. All I'm right. like, don't you race in Canada? I mean, you like that, don't you, Steve? I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. Um, Stank Dog, two-stroking it. 16th in <laughs> Moto2. Stank. Stank is... Good job, Stank. Stank. <laughs> Why wasn't oh, he... we just threw everything muddy just in the van and just took off. <laughs> Crap. Just, that's just, it. Just right. Throw it on the side of the road. Right, right. Yep. Um, good job for Stank, for sure. Uh, just, Justin Hill, Weege, knee still hurt, you were saying? Yeah, so, you know, he hit that tree at uh, Washougal, and his knee was all swollen up. And uh, I think it would have been okay in the first practice when it was dry. He said it didn't bother him. But in the mud, when you're just dabbing and all that over and over and over, it was no good. Right. Yep. Um, ben LeMay had a good second moto. Good job for him. Am I missing anybody else in 450s to talk about? Hey, uh, speaking of your Privateer Island podcast, I didn't bother to listen to the Heath Harrison episode because I don't listen to your crap. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what happened to him in uh, uh, Rising from the Phoenix Racing? Uh, like a phoenix from the ashes. Um, yes. He, he either quit or got fired, uh, you know, one of those deals. Oh. So, yeah, it wasn't working out. No real out. info? No, okay. not really. It wasn't really working right. out, yeah. But then, then Heath proceeded to talk about how he's never really worked that well on teams before, like Cycle Trader <laughs> or this team or anything else. So... Um, he admitted this. He will be on. He will be on a KTM for the last two. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, didn't didn't work out for him over there. Um, okay. Anything else, JT? Uh, Cooper, Not really. Cooper, do you, do you feel uh, like these mud are kind of boring. Like I hate <laughs> to say that, but they just kind of yeah, are. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's it's really hard to keep track of what's going on. Like you, because you're trying to. You can't see the number plates. You don't really see the guys. And you're watching timing and scoring, and guys are stopping for goggles. But wait, are they crashed, or are they stopping for goggles, or what's going on here? It's very, very tough to follow, for sure. Um, yeah, just the racing's so slow, too, compared to normal. You know, yeah. we're used to such a fast pace, and the guys are just kind of picking their way around. It's just a different type um, of racing. Looks like, uh, from everything I hear, Cooper Webb has purchased a home in Claremont. He will be on a KTM doing the Alden Baker program for next year. So, obviously, that's not um, that's something we've been talking about all year, obviously, and people have been. But it seems like it's pretty much official. Yeah, I've heard the so, I've yeah. heard the same seems like uh, thing. So, and also some people mentioning why in other sports, like JT, you're a big MotoGP guy. Dude, they announce that stuff yep. like a year in advance. If if it gets signed, it gets signed. I don't get it. I don't know why in this sport we we cannot say this. We can't say what we just said. Can't do it. But I do. Yeah, I don't know why that is. I don't know why that is. They're going like the whole season. They have the whole season to go, and they're already know they're leaving. Yeah, yep. it's public. They announced it. They do press conferences. It's all good. Weech, I don't care though. I do it. I blast it all the time. I don't care. 
Yeah, for me, what always the situation is I'm always trying to figure out, did I hear it under true journalistic reasons where it was right to publish, or did I hear it for the wrong reasons where I shouldn't? So this one, I had heard it for other reasons, and I'm like, well, I had to hear about it because of thing X, but that didn't mean that, you know, I wasn't saying, hey, Race Rex wants to know. Does that make sense? Mm, so I never know. Depends on I what. Mean, yeah, I did. I did find out this week, just like you, that he was house shopping in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't know. I feel like it's all fair game. As long as you, you know, you, it's not official. Like, we haven't seen the contract signed, so you don't put it's official. You just say rumors are, or this is what we hear. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, yep. so I feel like yep. I, I don't know that the contract signed, so I can't say that. But I can say everything else yeah. that I know, you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, Runkles. Jacob Runkles. 17th in one moto. Good job for Runkles. <laughs> I, don't think, I, think, I think that's his first national points. Okay. Um, what is what is keepers tie in with that guy? He just likes him. He doesn't know why. He likes okay. him. Um, does he know? No, does not know. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Listen to this commercial from the folks at Race Tech, and uh, we'll be back to talk about two fifties here on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, presented by Alpine Stars and Maxis. And we'll be right back after this. Race Tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race Tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race Tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race Tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. And we're back! Fly Racing, flyracing.com, 2019. Gear, helmets, gloves, boot, a new boot, JT, F5, right? I don't have an F5. Yeah. F5? FR5. New mid, mid-level, mid-level boot from you folks, and you've done some good job developing it. So please check it out. It's, um, it's a nice price point, and it's got tons of features. Dual hinges on the thing. So um, if you're in the market for a boot, check it out. Um, and Maxis.com, of course, Alpine Stars as well, all on board with us. Uh, how come Stank wasn't on Team Puerto Rico? Like, Wouldn't Stank make a, a better pick than Ronnie Mack? Like, Ronnie Mack's not a real person. Per se, I think I could get behind the Stank, Pastrana, Sipes trio. It'd be tough to argue that one. It'd be tough to argue against it. Right. I, I, I agree. There's not. No one would. No one would say that's. You know, whatever. That'd be fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The Ronnie Mac thing. That's definitely a. I don't know if it's a bridge too far, but it's definitely a long bridge. I. Because it. There's no chance that it's listed as R Mac in the. In the uh, results, you know, um, it's going to be Jimmy Albertson. It's not going to be Ronnie Mack. It won't – I just – I can't see that happening. So I don't know how that's going to go. And Pastrana, 
I don't know either how that's going to go, but Sipes will do, <laughs> Sipes will do well. Uh, well, yeah, except Sipes is going to be riding a freaking 125. So that's that's he's he's MX2 on 125. Yeah, yeah, he's 125. And but look, I, we were we were texting furiously on this topic today, but I feel like as soon as we start talking about how fast they're going to be, we've already blown the point of this. Like I don't. I mean, I, I guess they're there to race. I guess they're racing. They, maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. They, I don't know. But they, I don't think the goal is to perform at the highest level. Right. Oh, they wouldn't pick two strokes. Yeah, I, I can't see them making the A main in any sense of the matter. No way. But I, I, I yeah. don't. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what Ronnie Mack. He can't ride his ninety-eight CR. He has to wear well, a helmet. He has to wear a helmet. Why can't he ride his ninety-eight CR? Uh, they got to be two thousand and ten and newer or something. Two strokes. Wait, even in the under works yeah. rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard this on authority? I saw a, 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 a cutout of the rule book. Somebody tweeted oh, it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Because in some of the, I mean, I talked to those guys uh, after the race, and in some of the research I heard, it was like, yeah, it's works rules. There are no, there isn't a homologation rule, which leads me to think that if they didn't know about the 2010 thing, they didn't research it. I, Nearly as much as they were indicating uh, they did. Maybe I. I mean, this was just a tweet to me with a cutout of the rule okay. book, but yeah. Um, yeah. And Ronnie has to put on nothing a real helmet. Team scre- nothing about this team screams research to me. No, 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 um, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Like, is this really happening? They kept saying over and over, "This is real. This is real. This is real." Is it real? All I know is RJ's involved, so I'm in. I'm in. Like, I talked to RJ after the race. And I'm in. Reed, you know, you know the tractor beam that is RJ. Oh, look, man, I'm I'm literally right now. I am wearing one of the Team Puerto Rico shirts. They gave me one. <laughs> Great. Now, I later on had to go into the AMA rig to get uh, a helmet that I shoot uh, a brand that will remain nameless on this podcast for JT's sake. But uh-huh. we shoot post race videos, and I have to hold this helmet. I walk in the rig, not even thinking twice, and they're like, "Seriously, you're wearing the Puerto Rico shirt?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't know it had to be us against them." But anyway, uh, I'm all in on the Puerto Rico thing for one reason only. It brought RJ back to Unadilla. Yes. And to, to get RJ back at Unadilla, yes. that's huge points in my book. Yes. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. As yeah. long as RJ's got something to do with it and he's coaching them, he's coaching up Ronnie Mack on line <laughs> selection and things like that. I don't even know. Uh, I'm in. I so know. I don't even know. Um, and, and what Team USA was announced also, no surprises. Barsha, Plessinger, and Tomac, and the fact that we're talking about Puerto Rican team before the USA team probably would rankle some people already. But, uh, I mean, no surprises, JT. That's solid team, and uh, they're going to win. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win or not, but we do have a good team. If we can stay healthy and come in prepared, uh, this will be our best chance of victory in a long time. So I don't, I kind of don't care about the Puerto Rico thing. It's, it's a sideshow to me, and I just whatever. I don't think it's going to really matter other than a lot of people drinking beer over there. If, if, if it indeed happens, which we don't know, it's a long way from now. Um, uh, what about RJ? I, what about RJ? RJ is awesome. I don't really know his tie into this whole program. He's raced for team USA several times. That that's cool. I don't know how he ties into team Puerto Rico well, does, or, it does, it doesn't, or Jimmy Albertson or any of this stuff. Um, well, you know, you know, the charity you know thing, Alex Martin, money. Alex Martin, Zach Osborne have all ridden for Puerto Rico before. So, yeah, so, and so, Jimmy, if Jimmy Albertson wants to sign up and take it seriously and do it, no problem. Ronnie Mack, I have, I don't ha- want to have anything to do with that. Does the FIM? 
Does the FIM let him run I eat ass stickers on the swing arm? No. No. Okay. The whole thing, that whole thing's a joke to me. Like I, I, I won't comment it any further. <laughs> JT's upset. Why get? JT is upset. I'm not upset. It's, I'm not upset. It's just it's a sideshow. Like I, to me, this race is legit. Like this is, I think this is the most prestigious and has the most pageantry of any race on the circuit, and it's kind of a mockery. Uh, so yeah, whatever. I mean, it, people are gonna have fun if they're gonna raise money to, to help. You know, the the territory of Puerto Rico, great. And I'll keep my mouth shut, but my personal opinion is that it's a joke. If It, it gets sticky there, the Ronnie Mack thing, because I feel like, hey, they, first of all, they brought RJ to Unadilla, so personally I'm pumped on that. Second of all, Travis Pastrana, everybody loves him. He's amazing. He's awesome. So you bring that in, and it's like, hmm, that's pretty good. And then the charity thing, hmm, that's pretty good. So – a lot of steps are taken to make it a little easier to accept this, but the Ronnie Mac thing, like I said, I don't know if it's a bridge too far, but it's a hell of a long bridge. If Ronnie's got to pull out, can RJ suit up? Because I, uh, I, I read it on Ronnie's Instagram. Ron doesn't pull out, so we're okay. good. Great, right. <laughs> good, good to hear. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What team USA, Weege? Yeah, I, I think there is there are some people that are mad that this Puerto Rico thing overshadowed it, but it's only because we didn't know Team USA for sure, but we knew. Like, was anybody at Unadilla like, what? Well, I had no yeah, idea it'd be these three. I tweeted, so, I tweeted about it three weeks ago. I'm like, this here's your team. Right, like, right it's here. just in it, it's just sheer math. Like, these have got to be the three guys. Yeah. Um, you know, if Anderson had maybe made it back a week or so earlier and was racing and beating Barsha, then maybe he got something. Or if Baggett had gone on a win streak, maybe he got something. But otherwise, it's obvious. As far as their chances and how good they are, I mean, what's there to argue about? These are good guys. We actually have the guys we want. We're not picking from who's left. Um, Tomax on top of his game. He's back on the team. Yeah, there's. I mean, this is awesome. Great, great team. Yeah, well, you yep. can, you can talk, talk more about it when you host the uh... – MXDN Legends dinner Friday night. Still waiting on that. Still waiting. Still waiting. I have not heard anything about this. (laughs) You've heard that I'm hosting it, but I haven't heard anything. Yes, yes. For people who don't know, there's a dinner on Friday night for all the proceeds to go to Road Recovery. And Jeff Stanton said that Wygant is in, and Wygant is on the literature literature of the event. Wait, seriously? Yeah, 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 on the Road Recovery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. And no one has said one word to you. About anything nope. to do on Friday night. <laughs> no, which Love's is six time, but I just I have not talked about it. Right, which is no. so like so moto in a way. That's so moto in a way. It's just, oh yeah. yeah, I heard of another potential thing that might be happening at the nations, uh, and I'm like, I bet you I would be the one hosting that, but I bet you no one's going to even tell me. <laughs> like, what if I just say, hey, I wasn't planning on going. I'm I didn't not even going. Gigs. Right, yeah, I'm not yeah. even going. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am going because it's Redbud. Come on, yeah, but. uh yeah, no one's approached me for any work yet. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk two fifties. Um, Ferrandez, nice job. Any any problems, either one of you, with his pass on his teammate late in Moto Two? No, I didn't think so. No. Right? Okay, I'm done. Go for the win, man. I know. I'm just. I agree. Yep. Uh, and then he laid down a hell of a fast lap after that. He was like, "Yeah, I got to get out of here because I just, <laughs> you know, I just passed this dude." He's riding really well, and I got to get out of here. And he did. He laid it down. I think it's his fastest lap of the of the race, uh, with like three to go. So, nice job for Ferrandez. Um, AP two two. He'll take that because it widens his lead. Uh, and a- 
and I thought Aaron was going to win, um, JT. I really thought Aaron would would be an easy win. Yeah, and you always wonder in these situations if he could have, right? If if he had to, or if the situation changes and he and he's not in a points, uh, you know, championship contention deal at all, can he win? Because I do think he was holding something back there. There's always that last few percent where it's like, yeah, it'd be great to win here, but you know, what, how much do I have to risk of crashing here? So I don't know. I mean, I agree with you. I did think he would win too, but um, I think he's thinking big picture above all else at this point. That's Ferranis' second win, right? Yeah, Southwick. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a title contender next year, indoors and out, on huh, JT. Like, got to be a guy. Oh, if he stays healthy for sure, he'll be right in the mix. Um, Mitchell Harrison. Well, Cameron McAdoo led laps. Mitchell Harrison led laps. Like, good job for these guys. And uh, Moseman. And Moseman, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Good job. Mitchell Harrison got third overall. He got third in a moto at Red Bud last year? Year before. Year before. Last, well, last year. Last, last year. year. Yeah, last yeah. year. Last year. Star. So, yeah. uh, now he got no, th- two years ago at Star. Now he got third overall. So, uh, via 4 4 finishes. Uh, so, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. I mean, I, you know, there is, there's a bit of a scramble, I think. He said he doesn't have a ride for next year yet, so yeah. he kind of needs that. I mean, obviously, if it's a mud race, it's going to be looked at a little bit differently, I, but whatever, you got to get it done. He got it done. They got Covington for a 250 class, and there seems to be a debate on whether Jordan Bailey is signed up for next year or not, but then I, I heard there's a third guy, and it's between Moseman, Harrison, and, you know, maybe a free agent or somebody else out there that we don't know, but... Um, but then I keep hearing that Jordan Bailey's not for sure locked in, so huh. no, you don't ever really know in moto. <laughs> so. No, no, um, I, I'd be confused. Jordan Bailey is not killing it, but I can't. You can have a guy make his pro debut at Hangtown and say that's all the running room you get. Like that seems a little weird to me that you could do that. Uh. But I guess you can do anything. Like you said, it's moto. Yeah, Geico just did, Geico just did that with Charbonneau, right? They were like, "Yeah, here you go. All right, you're out." Actually, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. And yeah. and the, the the tough part for both of those guys, for both Charbonneau and Bailey, was you know Bailey could have just raced a class this year at Loretta's, and then how much different would it look? Let's say he wins a title or wins a moto or something there, mm-hmm. then he's a superstar. Right. But instead, it's like you're getting 20th in the nationals. Do we keep you or not? Yeah. If that's what's going down. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um. Yeah. And Mosman rode well in the second moto. He went down the first turn. Mosman did and got up from basically dead last and got to 13th. So nice job for Mosman, both motos. Yeah, he tried almost the exact same start in both. Like, he was same line, same gate, same everything. One worked out beautifully, and right. then the other one he got tackled by another rider. Um, yeah, he rode good, though. Yep, Savachi rode yep. well. There was a good five-way battle for that second moto, JT. But when you talk to the guys after the race, they're all like, yeah, it was kind of one line. Like, you didn't want to get out of the one line. Like, there's five guys. They're close. But no one's gonna go anywhere outside of that main line that was dry. Yeah, that's kind of the, the downer of these races is that it's they're almost clamped all the leader a little bit because they know you, you look super close and they're like, oh man, they're going at it, but not really. They're kind of waiting on each other because they yeah. can't take any of their line. So, yep, your phone's breaking up a little bit there. So if you moved, move back. Um, yeah, the only pass you could make was that. You had to go wide to really get over that tabletop in the back. Like, that's where Phil got passed by Marv. Yep. But by going wide, it was seriously like two seconds slower. So yep. you had to go wide if you were ahead, but then 
if you only had like a one and a half second lead, you could be passed. Yep. I think that's where Ferrandis made some moves too. But that was it. The, that was the, uh, only spot. the troll train continues to sputter a bit. <laughs> and as I said, I, as I've always said, the title wasn't the goal. It was just to oh, prove. Sure. It was just to prove that oh, we can gosh. be a front runner. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm, I'm, I always said that. I'm just happy that we're second in the points. That's it. That's all. So you were just hoping to be on Plessinger's level. Is that what it was? Just wanted to be on that level and show everyone what's up. And, and we've done that. And it's mission accomplished here, troll. <laughs> your your words are, are ringing in my in my head. We just uh, you, stop. you got greedy. Stop. That's your problem. <laughs> right, you got greedy. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, Colt Nichols, there was some scoring discrepancy or something with Colt Nichols, JT, right? Yeah, the live timing showed him. This was uh, very near and dear to my heart because he was on my Colt McSpence team. Your phone is garbage but right now, so try to move around a little bit. I haven't moved the whole show. Okay. Uh, his, um, yeah, the live timing showed him dropping back to 18th for some reason with maybe three laps to go. And yes, this was uh, very made me very distraught. I may have may have thrown my phone, um, but yeah, he, he that was not the case. And uh, yeah, he, he got good points, had a good finish. Um, yeah, anyone out there that thought he finished poorly in that moto with 18th or whatever, he did not. Uh, he finished exactly where he had been the whole time. So yeah, uh, yeah, everything had to be updated, and and we had to actually go back and look at it. Final results and yeah, it was so it's yeah. crazy. So, um, Justin Cooper, we one year ago he makes his debut. He gets second in a moto in similar conditions. This year he goes twelve six. Yeah, I saw him before practice and talked to him, and he was like super pumped. He said yep. had a little bit of injury after Southwick, and that's all gone now. And he's he he it's his home track. Not like he, he no one gets to ride Unadilla you know, growing up, but he had all these fans. And right. He knew the rain would be fine because he did well last year, and it just didn't. Work it really shows you, man. Just in that 250 class, it's like there's just a weirdo spark momentum, you know. Just like what Fortner has had at times, and then it goes terribly wrong. Same thing for. I mean, it's just hard to imagine that a month and a half ago. I'm like, can Justin Cooper win this title? Like that just seems crazy now. But it was going that way. And then there's so many other guys. If you're Savachi or Hampshire or Sexton, like, or even where Blessinger was at one point, like mm-hmm. it just will it all fall into place or not? They're all capable. I'm doing it. Uh, th- and by the way, uh, McAdoo, McAdoo is on my flight. Um, so he says he had like a pinched nerve in his back, and when he pulled in at the end of the first moto, when the first moto was over, he couldn't even get off his bike. His mechanic had to lift him off oh, the bike. Oh, jeez. So he was not planning on even racing. And then the last second, he's like, I'm going to try it. And then he pulls the holy. And he leads, and, uh, leads his first yeah. ever laps. Yeah. 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 It's just like that's, that's adrenaline for you. Like oh. all of a sudden he gets the whole shot, and then he can just do it. Yeah, um, I think I think if you hooked up Cooper at the end of the year to like a true serum, he'd probably tell you like, "Holy shit, twelve rounds is a lot, week in and week out." You know? That's yeah, all. you're yeah. right. I, I bet. Yeah. I bet he might yep. not admit that publicly, yep. but I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised to see him. But um, you know, even for Alex, I know Alex kind of told me a little bit like he's he's feeling a little bit run down. You know, it's not uh, he doesn't have a lot of energy right now, so he's trying to figure things out during the week to to be better, but. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a long grind. So, uh, yep. so what else? Uh, McElrath fell in the f- second moto. Yeah, I, I think he was up there and went down. Um, RJ yeah, he got third in the first moto. Yeah, 
RJ yep. RJ went down first laps of both motos for RJ Hampshire. Yep. So not not Rick Johnson. He he did not go down. <laughs> but uh, RJ no, Hampshire did. RJ would never. never go down. No. No. Um, Forkner, I didn't even notice Forkner, man. Did they show him on TV? I didn't watch the race. He crashed. He okay. crashed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the same jump where Moseman crashed in the lead. Yep. Forkner crashed there early. He's probably like, you know, way back after that. Yeah. Almost got run over. Just one of those days. Um, he had a, um, they were running a four-leaf clover butt patch at Washougal to try to turn the luck around. Uh-huh. And then I was told uh, that didn't work, so they were going with the Golden Horseshoe butt patch. Mm-hmm. So what's what's left now for Bud's Creek? The Willy Wonka chocolate bar thing. Oh, the Golden Ticket? The Golden Ticket, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, Lopes' bike wouldn't start for second moto. So DNS for Lopes. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Bummer. From, bummer for these water-related, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, right? Um, all right. Anything else? I feel like there's, you know, not that much to talk about. I think there wasn't a lot to talk about. It was yeah. kind of a, I just feel like the mud does that. It just kind of tones everything down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't really think of anything else that comes, comes to mind. Ferrandis' um, uh, wild ride into the fence was pretty cool. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And still got up and won. Yeah. Um, Didn't wave to the crowd. Yeah, and then he had a sketchy moment. Second moto last lap or lap to go, lap and a half to go. He had another sketchy moment. Um, oh, the guy was stuck in a rut. The lapper was stuck in his rut. He had to, like, get out of yep. it and everything. He was stuck there for a bit. So, yeah, yeah. Ferrandis is, uh, you know, he's given Willem. I talked to him after the race, and he's given Willem a lot of credit. He said that AP uh, learned a lot of his lines, you know. He, th- he thought he had some good lines. Maybe Aaron might, Aaron might have even told him that. I don't know. But he said AP learned a lot of his lines, and then, he was like, "Oh no, oh shit," or something. He said, "He knows my lines." <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like for He also ran the uh, first moto. He ran the Trey Kennard double goggles. That did, was that was a key. Did he? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because I noticed I couldn't understand late in the moto. And JT, we were watching, so you probably heard me say this. I'm like, his goggle straps look shockingly clean. His helmet is muddy. Everything is muddy. How is his goggle strap clean? But he couldn't possibly have gone to the pits. When would he have done that? He says he actually did like five laps with the first set of goggles over the top. I, I that seems crazy. <laughs> it's actually it's actually the Narita trick. Kennard learned it from I Narita, know. but yeah, Kennard did admit that. Yes, Kennard brought it st- stateside. Yep, which just goes back to Tamita and all the mud experience that they have in yeah. Japan. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah. No, I like I like Ferranis. He's a good dude. I remember when he came over last year and he started t-boning guys in Supercross, and I'm like, oh boy. Um, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, remember he was re- very aggressive oh, yeah. early on. Yeah, right? yeah. Very aggressive. Uh, yeah. But uh, remember he fell in the one race and uh, AC was right behind him, and there was no attempt, no attempt from AC to even get out of the way. He just rode right over him. No, I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah, well, um, I just felt like at that point everyone was like, "Yeah, I've got no sympathy for this guy." Right, right, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, Savachi yeah. pretty much had him. You know, just I want to kill you every weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's gone now. He's been riding good. James Weeks has been riding good too. I don't know anything about James Weeks, but good job for him all year long. Yeah, he's in that second row though. Okay, well, still good. Good job for thirteen. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. Just could have been a great weekend. He had a really good first moto. Uh, Reslin had a bike problem in Moto One, hence him uh, not finishing. So and um, we crashed on the start, and then yeah. he had a bike problem after that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um. All right. 
Anything else, boys? Fly Racing, Racer X Podcast, presented by Maxis and Alpine Stars. Two, four motos to go. Weech, how do you I'm feel about the order? Was there. I'm just glad RJ was there. Me too. Yeah. What were you saying, JT? Weech was, uh, he was conveniently not responding to my text about asking about a mutter on Saturday during the day. Oh, uh, Actually, I didn't, I don't know if I saw those, but I was, I was ashamed. I was riding the high horse big time because, you know, they added a <laughs> half-hour break to the motos at Washougal because of the incoming heat wave, yeah. which turned out to be an 82-degree day. So I was being very cocky about that all week. And on our TV conference call on Wednesday, Langston's like, looks like the weather could make things really interesting. And everyone on the call is like, oh, don't bring it up to weeks. Don't bring up weather on a Wednesday. So I was like, yeah, what happened at Washougal? So I was very cocky. Yeah. And – Damn it! You just Unadilla is going to give you some of everything. I should just know that. Like it's you're going to get every piece of weather you can get in a in an eight hour span. Um. Yeah. It. it yeah. No. I, I'm with you, Weege. I'm with you on that. I, I'm on. I lean on your side. Like, don't tell me but, on Wednesday like, and Thursday what's going to happen. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear about the the incoming weather on Wednesday or Thursday. Partly because it really doesn't matter. I'm just going to wear a t-shirt and cargos and a hat anyways. But no matter what. <laughs> Snow or anything. So, um, my thing is just the window that it needs to actually not be a mud race. Yeah. It, it needs to rain just at the perfect time. It could rain all day Friday. And it can rain Saturday night. It can almost rain during the motos. If, if, if this one just happened to hit right, it did. It rained hard at the right time, right and, after the first practice. And JT, I can't believe you were asking Weech for fantasy advice again. Like, I thought this was, <laughs> this was absolutely something you vowed never to do. He did me right by Robbie Marshall this year. Uh, Wait, I did? Uh, I think so. I yeah, think that's just law of averages. Like, this is three years in a row. One one year, I'm going to well, just guess right. Now it was about Nisa's kid. Now you wanted to get the scoop on Nisa's kid. That's yeah, right. Right. That's right. right. Yeah, it was yeah. fantasy fantasy talk about Jim Nisa's kid and potentials. and. Well, there's, there's also an amusement level there, too, because I, I just know that I'm putting all this pressure on Weege, and he knows that the wrath of my temper tantrum is, is behind it if right. I choose wrong or, yeah. choose, or if he doesn't choose his words correctly. Right, right. Well, because it literally costs you money, right? This is a, You actually yes. play with money on the line, don't you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So I know how important that would be, like how much, I mean, I cannot imagine my own anger if a Robbie Marshall finish <laughs> cost me thousands of dollars. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Um, hey, so, yeah, everybody, Friday before – Monster Cup, Racer X Pulpomex Live podcast show. Please check that out. Uh, we'll have more information as it comes out. But you can probably hear us three arguing about uh, Marty Davalos there, I would think, and amateurs. And maybe Where did it go? SpaceLV.com? Yeah, SpaceLV.com. And, and okay. it's better if you go there on your laptop or your computer than your phone, I guess, uh, apparently. so. Um, yeah, and then stay tuned for an upcoming vlog on Adam Cincerillo's channel. I was in Florida this week. Uh, finding Stu, trying to find James Stewart. I'm not going to give it away on what happened, but uh, we laughed, we cried. There's emotions everywhere, and uh, you'll see everybody. Hopefully, you'll like it. You'll enjoy it. It was a uh, it was a great time to bro down with AC for two days. So, so you're not telling us if you found Stu or not. No, no, you have to watch okay. the vlog. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a there's okay. a, you know maybe we did. Maybe we motored down with him all day. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we never even saw a glimpse of him. Could, could be either one. Um, 
All right. Uh, that's about it. So, all right. You Bud's Creek this weekend. I am trying something new, everybody. In case you were wondering about my flight patterns, I am flying into BWI this weekend and staying up by there and making the long drive to the track. So, something new that I'm trying in my travels in the department of nobody cares. Yeah, glad you got it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas, thanks, boys, and uh, talk to you soon. All right. See you. All right, see you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My my ego got in the way, you know. The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 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 hey,